0: Hey, welcome to the start of another Robert Scott Bell show. Broadcast healing happening. Power to heal is yours. I'm just here to remind you, me, and everybody who's willing to listen. Thank you for being here. Heading out, lots of stuff going on this weekend. We got the big event with uh, Health Freedom Expo, Virtual Expo from wherever you are, as well as uh, Jonathan E. Mord's big uh, fundraiser event in Glendale, California. But before we go there, we got Laura Abeley in Hour One returning to the Robert Scott Bell show. And a new guest uh, in the media, Alicia Powell, is joining us. So it's going to be a a great women's empowerment show where I don't have to do much. And Super Don doesn't have to do much because he's grandpa Super Don today. You should see what he's having to do with the the diapers and everything. It's very impressive. So thank you all for being here. Thank you all for sharing the show. And you can do that now. We're about to start this thing. So go ahead, Super D. Hit. Well, I don't know if it's a play button or whatever, but let's go.
1: The Robert, Scott, the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: I'm just thinking, of, uh, you know, all the things we're doing heading into this weekend, and it's not. A typical weekend for me, but someone would say, well, yeah, it is, Robert. You travel a lot. But when I'm home, even for a couple of weeks in a row, you kind of forget what it is to get out of town and to go travel. And I I love doing it because being, being with you directly, connecting with you and showing folks that we can't stay isolated and separate from one another. It's an important part of being here while we have the freedom to travel. And I know there have been a lot of attacks and uh, limitations on travel, and there might be more to come. But while we have the opportunity to get together, let's do it. Uh, heading this weekend to L.A. for the Jonathan Emord event, event uh, fundraiser for his uh, his uh, rally and and journey into the United States Senate in Virginia. And you can check out emord4va.com. We had him on yesterday for our Sacred Fire of Liberty edition, a guy you definitely want to support. And we're going to do an event there in Glendale, California, Saturday evening. That's tomorrow. Uh, today is the 17th of February, 2023. We also have 18th and 19th the trinity health freedom expo the virtual expo sign up today or else it's going to cost you five extra bucks which won't hopefully won't break the bank 30 bucks for three months of access to the virtual expo including new presentations and i will be moderating a couple of new panels live uh, from la where i'll be but via zoom and y'all can plug into that live through the hoova app or on your webs uh what do you call it Uh, web browsers in your computer etc you can do that uh, but links are up, robertscatbell.com, show notes today. Please sign up for the newsletter. Send or text to 22828, my initials RSB, 22828, send RSB. And yeah, there you go, and you can be plugged into the newsletter. So grateful for all y'all sharing the show. It's the only way you can get it out there. There's certainly a lot of entities that don't want this information uh, getting out to, to the people who need it most, and that is a message of empowerment, not disempowerment, not victimization or victimhood. And it's a recognition that uh, my job, if I have a job as a healer, as a homeopath, is not to find the right remedy for you, but it's to remind you of the connection to your divinity because all healing comes from that place, God, not government. And however you interpret that, let her rip and teach others to do the same or better. Uh, Opening story here real quick. And again, Super Don, do you want to say hello? Because I don't know how much we're going to get from you today. With all of the uh, uh, granddaddy duties you got, and all the granddaddy or granddaddy I'll be around.
1: Duties. I'm not. I'm not going to disappear. I have to periodically uh, run out and take care of a, a, a diaper or a bottle, or you know, all that, that stuff. That uh, it's like riding a bike, you know. Mm. You remember went When, how? when, when I, I, you know, it didn't take long. It was a little awkward for the first day or two because it only been, you know, my youngest, uh, you know, was in her. 20s Mm -hmm. been a while since i've changed the diaper or that sort of thing but you know yes the instinct kicks in and and you're a pro again real quick so anyway i'll be around i'm I'm kind of i'm i'm doing the uh multitasking thing today
0: one of those days where i i would love to be able to lean on you realizing i can't but you and kevin tuttle have designed a beautiful show today we got in a couple of minutes, Laura Abela is going to join us. And uh, in the second hour, it's Alicia Powell, Alicia Powell. Uh, yes. will be, and I appreciate the pronunciation. I don't like to mess those things up. It happens, but uh, I'll make fun of myself if that happens again, not you. Uh, so this opening story and super D again, you can come and go as you need to, but it is an interesting one. Uh, Senator Rand Paul, uh, his bill would prohibit federal funding for healthcare facilities that deny care to unjabbed patients. You think that's the, the least of something that could be done. I mean, that's like a low bar, isn't it? And I'm not complaining here, other than if I really went all the way, I'd go, why is there federal funding for healthcare at all? Why is the the federal government involved in healthcare? It's not, it's a a medical monopoly, it's disease creation and disease management machinery. But I'll put that aside for the moment. Uh, In the article, let's see, where are you at here? New bill in Congress would ban federal funding for institutions that deny care to patients for not having COVID-19 jabs and multiple uh, patients in the US seeking those transplants, excuse me, have been rejected just because they weren't jabbed. And uh, I mean, this is a cruel and criminal endeavor by a federal government that has been captured. The agencies have been captured and the media is captured. Many people in the Democratic Party are captured. And there might be some Republicans too, I don't know. Captured by uh, the idea that the only way you should have access the so-called healthcare, which is wrongly named, is if you comply with all government mandates and or prohibitions. And this is even where you got Bill Maher on HBO talking about, you know, to his liberal friends, you guys, you're losing it. You've gone too far. This is not caring at all. This is leading to another form of fascism. And as Many of you are aware of the dangers of modern medicine and big pharma and their control over so much. At the same time, a significant portion of our population still worships their doctor or doctors, still worships the Fauci's of the world, and still looks to the mainstream media to direct them as to what is legitimate and what is not, or the federal government tells you what you must do or what you can't do. That is a form of slavery, especially when they can tell you what you have to put in your body or what you can't. They claim ownership over your body and they exert that ownership in certain areas that they want to afford or enrich or enrich their friends, the friends who have captured them, like Big Pharma. So Rand Paul's bill, I salute. At the same time, I would go further and go, you know what, let's have a separation of medicine and state. Let's get back to freedom. Let's get back to the healing of our ancestors. Let's bring that out. Now, the reason we need so-called disease creation management machinery is precisely because they've created artificially diseases that were so rare or maybe didn't even exist in the past of humanity history because man's arrogance and his love affair with all things synthetic, that is what man can create from God's creation. And I'm not saying all technology is bad or all innovation and development is bad, but in reality, when it's established as a monopoly and where all the freedom to choose other methods or pathways for health and healing are abolished or at the very least suppressed to the degree that if you speak of them, especially as the natural medicine and things we do here can reverse, cure, mitigate, you know, all of the things we talk about, any disease you can name, uh, the, the elimination of that free flow of information is a crime. It's a, it's a crime as sure as somebody pulled a gun and, and and fired it at you and you weren't threatening them at all. The threat that they perceive is that you won't buy their stuff, Big Pharma. So they capture our government agencies and say, you know what? You're going to be prohibited from knowing about natural medicine, for instance, and applying it, whether it be for COVID or other things previous to it. So this is, uh, again, another aspect of the layers of deception that we have to overcome. We have to break free of the stranglehold, even of a belief that modern medicine is made legitimate simply because it's been sanctioned as a monopoly, coming off the Flexner report of of 1910, where it established medical education curricula that would only be legit if it teaches patent petrochemical medicines. In other words, poisoning you back to health. This is why I've said time and time again, and many people now really get it and realize it, that the most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. And arguably, those of you listening under socialized single-payer care systems in Canada or Europe, England, uh, also are endangered by those single payer systems because they do not endorse or embrace the use of homeopathic medicine, herbal medicine, detoxification methodology, support for your liver, or support you getting organic non-GMO food that would sustain you and reverse, even without a remedy, the many diseases from which you suffer because of the interventions of modern medicine or their ignorance in promoting the idea that you can eat genetically modified pesticide-laden foods and be just fine. And then what do we do with a a disaster, an ecological disaster, like in East Palestine, Palestine, Ohio? Drugs, more drugs, more toxic poison to counteract the toxic poison they're suffering from, or the things that will sustain liver health, that will bind and excrete the damaging components of synthetic chemistry and or normal metabolic functions. And I urge you, if you haven't looked into the Folium PX product, F-O-L-I-U-M, PX.com. Babri Orn, he's going to be with us at the uh, Next Steps conference next week outside of Atlanta in Buford at Lake Lanier Islands. Chernobyl-level antioxidant activity. Binding, 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 excreting, 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 including radiational components. I know that what is in East Palestine is not necessarily radiation, but very, very toxic. Some of the most toxic substances of not God, of man. That are out there spilling out and it's not just that city it's expanding so countering that will be essential for moving forward keeping your kids and yourself healthy just like my mom at 89 has found tremendous benefit by doing the folium px triumvirate approach three-pronged approach she's dancing again we're going to see her at the next steps conference as well this next week as well and uh i would encourage you to take those steps to double and triple down on what you know about how to counteract the dangerous toxic poisons and pollutants that uh, we're being uh, assaulted with. And no, the EPA is not protecting you. No, Biden is not protecting you. And it isn't. this isn't really a political uh, argument, except that unless somebody goes into office and says, you know what, we need to restore freedom and private property rights, in that way defending the environment will actually work. Until that happens, they're dancing around the edges, you know, and not addressing the real issue because the real issue would disempower those in power right now. Someone who is empowering us and everybody that encounters her is Laura Abiley. She was on the show at least once, I hope more than that, but she's also, I see her stories and things that she's covering on our telegram page are often replayed or re uh, what do you call it? Posited on our fans of RSB show telegram page. Thanks to Kevin Tuttle and everybody. And I would just love to re- welcome her back to the show. If you haven't checked her out, lauraaboli.com. She's linked up in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. Laura, nothing I can do to look so good, but I'm certainly glad you're here because you radiate not only beauty, but that spiritual flow and essence that empowers people. And that I love even more.
2: Thank you, Robert. It's a pleasure to be back with you. And uh, actually, I think this is the third time. So yes, we get- I was hoping that we really get to know one another and I look forward to the day that we maybe meet in person. That, that would, would be great.
0: Yeah, I'd love that. Now, are you still in an area not to be named, or are you uh, <laughs> able to get out and about and do do events where you are?
2: Uh, no, I, I I can now move around uh, with more ease than 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 in the last couple of years for sure. So so yeah, there's a few things coming up. I I, I did um I did a speech at the uh, General Assembly of the World uh, Council for Health, yes. and they invited me to speak at their conference in May, I believe, in Bath, England. So, yeah, things are happening. Things are moving. We're beginning to travel a bit more. And, uh, yeah, all good.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how long the window will be open for this travel. You know the globalists want to shut down freedom and, and exchange of ideas. Um, that was part of the COVID uh, operative, PSYOP. And and yet we've come out of it. But I don't want to rest on, uh, you know, that, oh, yeah, we've won. It's all over because there's so many attempts now to engage fear to get us back into some semblance of lockdown or accepting very dangerous injections or other drugs.
2: Absolutely, this is this is unfortunately not over, like you say. I think actually um, it might get worse than we've seen in the past. It sure seems like it's getting crazier and crazier by the minute. I mean. Um, there's so much going on at the moment. It's, it's easier to ask what is not happening because everything seems to be happening. And they for sure, um, it is in their plans to keep us very much sort of locked down for one reason or the other. And we've now seen recently this whole 15 minute cities that are being uh, released in, in certain areas. Oxford in the UK was was one of the first to take it on as, as, a, as a trial. Uh, people are pushing back, thank goodness, um, because that again is just restricting cities into areas and you cannot get out of that area at certain times of the day or as many times during the week. And then they want to charge you if you come out of your area. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare, uh, the type of, of, of control and surveillance that they've got sort of in, in the works for us is just ridiculous.
0: What, what do you think of this disaster, this ecological disaster in Ohio? I, I found it very telling that the so-called environmental heroes, whether they be from the past or the present or the wannabes, you know, whether they be Al Gore or, uh, you know, uh, what was that little girl from- uh,
2: Brenda, from- the delightful yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and, and I'm just, you know, naming a couple, but there's so many that are out there foisting uh, the 50 minute cities on us, the f- forcing us to use electric batteries that are raping and pillaging the planet and leaving open pit scars And then, of course, not providing the energy that they say that fulfill the ability to keep ourselves warm in the winter or cool in the summer. Where are they on a genuine environmental nightmare and disaster? Are they really environmentalists or are they just Marxists in, you know, sheep's clothing, so to speak?
2: Totally. You've said it. They're puppets of uh, the globalist uh, machine that is is. just trying to to control every aspect of, of human life. And it's it's just so telling that they are so quiet when, as you say, this this derailment in, in Ohio is is one of the greatest or one of the worst, I should say, environmental disasters that we've seen in in recent history. It's it's really bad. And the fact that Biden has not actually declared it um, a national disaster and is not sending the 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 help and the aid that that the people in the region deserve is is incredible, but for some reason they're trying to um, contain the story. They're not actually reporting as uh, how bad it is, and and if you look at how the accident happened and the fact that the the train actually derailed and and the wagon that was carrying all the chemicals happened to spill over precisely where the water i mean it it's almost like it was planned that way and and i know that i sound like a conspiracy theorist and i don't mind sounding like that at this point but uh it's it's very telling how they're trying to contain the story there was a a a reporter that was um taken by police for asking questions and we've seen not a lot in the media Luckily, thanks, um, thanks, thank, thank goodness for for alternative media and for people just posting things on social media that that the truth is coming out of how how bad it is with with animals dying and people really suffering from the effects. So, um, you were mentioning earlier um, methods of detoxifying the body. I think it's really important for people in the region to take it very seriously because this could have really bad health consequences. And and I think researching into activated Carbon. I, I have an activated carbon water filter at home, and it's wonderful. Yeah. I think it's something that people in Ohio should look into. And taking maybe zeolite or chlorella, I mean, you you know better as, as a oh, doctor. Yeah. No,
0: we, we, I agree with you. I mean, this is the thing. We all must become very well-versed in the things that counteract already the problems we've had environmentally that, you know, if we look at ourselves and say, you know what? I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican or anything like that. But if we were to say, I'm an environmentalist, yet I am opposed to all the measures they're doing in terms of proclamations of of, of climate change slash global warming or cooling or whatever uh, we find out that our concern for the environment has to do with toxicology which is the genuine issue of all health related issues if you understand the law of the terrain uh we you know i've covered this for years when you poison the waterhole new stuff grows in the waterhole on top of the toxins that are in the waterhole suddenly you see Things that you can measure, bacterial, fungal, viral, or whatever it is, that you, it just manifests when you have a toxic, poison, polluted arena. And if we would clean up those areas, we find that the life forms that live there are sustaining of life as opposed to be endangering life. Yet, again, these environmentalists, whoever you are, wherever you are causing you know, such chaos because of your belief in the religion or cult of global warming or climate change, completely ignore the genuine environmental disasters that we would all, right, left, and center, Democrat, Republican, if we were asked individually, we go, yeah, that's a problem. Let's all get together and innovate our ways out of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean total agreement with you and, and going to to these you, you mentioned the word cult and it really does feel like a cult. And but you have to understand that the whole climate change because um, it is not real in the way that they are presenting it to us. And like you're saying, I'm more, more worried about the way that we pollute than the way that the planet might be warming up, which I don't believe is happening in any case, but it is the perfect excuse that they really drummed up to uh, bring into action a whole host of things that have been happening already and that they have lined up for us in in, in the sense of just containing our freedom in the name of this climate change, whether it be now they, they don't want us using gas stoves for Christ's sakes, or whether they soon will tell you, you no, know, you can't drive further than so many kilometers. Or I mean, I read the other day in Ireland, they the, the government said, no, they're not gonna be fixing the roads that's it because that way maybe people won't be driving as much as like, well, like, what is this? The collapse of civilization, we're going backwards to yeah, the Middle Ages in like the name of climate see, change.
0: They'd like to see a feudal feudal states to, to reign again. So they have these centralized kings and queens and emperors following orders from above, not from God above, but from the arrogance of, of you know, whether it be medical man or other tyrannical sources those that believe in Marxism and and, and communism as a a superior way to go than capitalism. And I say this, recognizing many people think capitalism is a bad word, but it's been made bad because of the abandonment of real free market capitalism that provides for the greatest opportunity for freedom, innovation, and advancement. And yes, even mitigating disasters environmentally, because if you defend property rights, private property rights, and this is something that is lost on most even some conservative people that claim to be a Republican don't get this, that when you have the ability to defend property rights, that you can engage in uh, legal action against those that would pollute your body, your property. And so much of our government has invested in removing liability from those that would poison us or kill us to- uh, kill us to death. How about that for you know, a doubling down? But like the big pharmaceutical industries that pollute and the chemical industries that pollute, very often they're protected by whether it be FDA, EPA or other emergency edicts or, or, or congressional uh, laws, I, I would claim unconstitutional, to grant them no liability like kings, queens and emperors of old. This is the antithesis of what our founders had set up for personal responsibility. And that includes those in corporations being responsible for the damage or injuries they cause. So that would limit their behavior written, not wanting to risk their very existence. Should they violate life, liberty or property?
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you entirely. And the, you know, I also have to bring it up because there's been a lot happening at the moment that really is concocted as a means of, of uh, distracting from other more important topics. And the, the derailment is is a disaster. Whether it was a real accident due to the terrible condition of transport infrastructure in some areas in the U.S., or whether it was uh, purposefully done for some obscure evil reason—who knows at this point? You know, I'll believe anything. You know, we've got vaccines being jabbed into people's arms that are killing people right, left, and center. So they are really very much capable of anything in order to either distract or or harm us in any way that serves their agenda. Um, But one of the things that I believe that's been happening whilst we've been looking at silly balloons in the sky is um, the fact that this incredible journalist uh, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, journalist called Seymour Hirsch came out to with an incredible article that was really detailed on how the U.S. government and the Norwegian government colluded to um, destroy the Nord Stream gas pipelines. That's that's major that's so big that i believe they're trying to distract us in any which way that they can because it's it's a clear provocation against russia Mm -hmm. in a way that has incredibly serious consequences Mm -hmm. but and, and for the purpose of actually involving germany into the war which is what what they wanted at at the same time causing German people in Germany at the beginning of the winter to 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 face the prospect of freezing because they, they didn't have the energy that that they were used to having through the, the gas pipeline. So that's a huge, huge story that is being somehow, you know, diverted with all of these other things that are going on And the media is, is very yeah. much doing a big thing of the balloons. And suddenly we're talking about UFOs and all of these things. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. Did mm-hmm. you really hear what I just said? And and this guy certainly seems to have proven he's not just some alternative media obscure journalist. This is, this is one of the best journalists that, that the U.S. has had in, in, in many decades. So we, we really need to pay attention to this. And Russia is not about to allow any of us to ignore this. And in fact, they've asked for a UN Security Council meeting where they want to say, "Well, what about this? Yeah. Let's 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 investigate further."
0: I want to think about this. This is not an argument that Russia and Putin are good. You know, no, there's no clean hands in this scenario. But uh, if indeed we suspected Russia of blowing up a gas pipeline of ours, what do you think we would do?
2: Exactly. Well,
0: and, and strangely enough, if this is really evident, then I'm going. Is Putin showing great restraint or is he just waiting to do something? Uh, It makes me a little bit concerned, to say the least. Uh, And, you know, he's in it for, well, right to the end, because I I pointed this out and talked to people that have, you know, direct knowledge of the Russian people and the culture there. You can't lose and sustain your presence as a leader in Russia. They do not tolerate that. So if Putin backs down even a millimeter, he's done. I mean, he's dead. We'll kill him. And so the, the idea here that this is, man, it's just a disaster everywhere around, but the globalist of which you know the Biden administration apparently are puppets for globalism, uh, oh. they want to you know, establish a strength, stronger, what they call a new world order, where there are no nations. There are no nation states. You're all regionally governed by you know, clowns from the world health. No, well, yeah, that too, but the World Economic Forum, for instance, as they establish 15 minute cities where you will own nothing and be happy and uh, and you'll only be happy as long as you take the next mrna shot that they give you until you're dead from that too in order exactly. to have the freedom to access the digital you know currencies that they're trying to establish now via digitizing your identification removing you further and further from your divinity
2: Exactly. I mean, it's it's hard for people to grasp everything that is happening because there's just so much going on. And, and it seems unrelated. But actually, it really all serves for one goal and one plan. Like you say, it's this one world government. And and we have seen more and more uh, politicians and corporate uh, big people up, up in the corporate ladder speaking these words now you know they're they're not hiding it as much because they I, I believe they know they're running out of time and so this concept of one world government new world order um, is, is coming out uh, from everywhere which is a good thing because I think people are beginning to um, understand what it means and a lot of what we're seeing is just uh, their way of pushing us one step closer one step closer to this uh, dystopian future of theirs where as you say we, we will own nothing and 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 somehow be happy. I doubt that very much, but I have great hopes that there's a lot of people that are beginning to wake up to the realization of a lot of the things that are happening and who's pulling the strings and why. And so I, I do have the belief that humanity will be able to change the course that that we we seem to be on.
0: Laura, I, you so appreciate your tenacity, if it's courage, whatever you call it, for you speaking out consistently, po- posting and publishing on this, not showing any fear if there is any i don't see it uh, and i recognize we're all human we could find fear from time to time but i've uh, acknowledged in my life i've discovered where there is fear god is not We strayed from our path and then we come back to that and like oh yeah what's the point of fear why do we need fear there's nothing to be afraid of in reality it's all you know illusory in that sense uh, but your goal your role your mission talk a little bit more about that for those that you know i know it's your third time on the show now which is awesome um what you're doing and how people can plug in beyond you know your appearances when you're on this show.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, Robert, I I, I really started um, a couple of years ago from from the frustration of of knowing what was coming because I. Sort of been awake for many years, and so I could I could see at the beginning of the pandemic where we were heading and why and and who was directing us there, and yeah. so um, I I really felt that the need to to warn people, and and very much to warn people against the vaccines that was one of my biggest uh, sort of drivers was please please don't take this thing just. Please reconsider. It's it's experimental. We, we don't know the long-term effects. We don't even know the short-term effects. And I, I knew that there was an agenda, and I think that it's become very obvious that, that these uh, jobs are not safe, definitely not effective, unless... The efficiency is measured by the terms of how many people that's killing, which, you know, I, I really do believe that we're witnessing a genocide and it's it's horrendous. And I do post every day how many people are, are passing and it's young people and it's healthy people. And I do so because I believe people need to know this, that it's happening. The media is not going to tell people. It's it's just not being broadcasted. And yet it's occurring uh, Around us, I think most people now know of 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 someone close to them that has just suddenly um, dropped dead, which is which is horrific. In the past, people didn't die unless they were very old, or they were very sick, or they'd had an accident. This news suddenly and unexpectedly died is is a new occurrence, and and it's obvious why it's happening. So so my drive at the beginning was very much to warn people against this. Um, and then I realized that I that, you know, one thing leads to another and that I needed to just uh, make people aware of a whole host of things that are happening in the world. And yeah. I'm not a journalist and I definitely do not want to be that. And and my my strengths and I believe the, the one thing that I can contribute or that I would like to contribute at, at this time uh, of transformation globally is is to be someone that inspires others to 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 be better to to do better and to connect with their greater being and 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 the creator and you were speaking just now about fear mm-hmm. and no I'm not fearful because once you understand who you are once you understand where we come from once we once you understand what you're made of there is no fear yeah. there really is and so I very much like to dedicate my time to 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 sharing this feeling that I that I've been able to achieve in my own life because anybody can because it is within us. and And the problem is we've turned our our backs to our own power and our own divinity, which is which is so awful to think that. you know we are such great, wonderful beings, and we've turned our back to who we are. And I've said this before, and I'll say it many, many times again. What needs to happen now is not so much a revolution in in, in the sense that we've historically experienced revolution with arms and weapons and blood and violence. No, this is is an inner revolution that is required right now. The world will change, evil will end when humanity as a whole or at least a, a very significant mass of people begin to understand this, that it is within us to change and that is when we change that everything is transformed. Yeah. So I very much uh, see myself as someone that just wants to inspire others along this, this path of, of personal transformation. I think really I, I, I am very convinced that the world will change when we change and it is happening. This is a good thing. It's happening. I see it around me. I get emails, hundreds of them, from people that are beginning to see uh, the light, as it were, you know, that are increasing in their awareness and becoming more enlightened. And as they do that, our frequencies, you know, become more powerful and and they raise. And I know it sounds a little bit new agey, and I'm not a new age person, but but we can't Neglect or, or or deny the fact that we are energy. We are electromagnetic mm-hmm. beings, and and so we resonate or we vibrate, as you wish, uh, depending on our condition, our mental state, our emotional state. And so this is why within this this matrix, they keep feeding us fear, mm-hmm. because fear, anxiety leads to depression. It leads to this lowering of the energy. The matrix only survives when the energy that we are producing is very, very low, very low. The minute we start racing, the minute we start feeling our own energy, our own power that we have within, that we were born
0: with. Laura, would you agree that when when our energy is low, it's partly at least in part due to our uh, directing that energy to those who would enslave and capture us and even kill us?
2: Absolutely, and I do remind people constantly. It is good to be aware of what is happening around us because, like I often say, we sometimes have to dodge certain bullets that are coming out of this circus, this this mad, chaotic circus that we're watching. We've got to dodge dodge those bullets. Like like, luckily, I was able to dodge the vaccine. I'm sure you did in a lot of people. You know, that was something that it was good to be aware of <laughs> ahead of time, right? So it's good to know what is going on, but you mustn't. What we mustn't do is put towards that, our attention towards that in a way that takes away from our power and the energy that we need to raise ourselves, to start vibrating at a higher frequency, to start emanating all this this love that we've got inside. And it, it sounds very no. idealistic, I know, but it's, it's really true. Look, it's it's really easier. true. That's what changes everything.
0: And I would ask, how do you feel as Laura says those words? you know, I feel happier, more uplifted. If there's fear in me, it kind of dissipates. When you talk about that, you know, I look and perceive that we are all spiritual beings, great spiritual beings. And and I know people Absolutely. define it differently. Everybody looks at it differently. That's okay. I mean, we were div- created by God uh, to be unique and individual and to express God's love in our own unique way. Now, um, some people think we all have to be identical and the same. Well, that's not the way this place was created. However, I, I find that place of commonality is one where we desire to be, where you feel genuinely uplifted, where you have that bubbly happiness. And, and I'm not saying that, that that's an all-this-time scenario when we're on this planet. There's a lot of challenges here. There are a lot of people going through things, like I've been through things and I will go through things, uh, but they're happening for our benefit ultimately. We might not recognize it at the time we go through it, nor did I when I was suffering from my illnesses as a young person, until later I look back and I'm like, my gosh, those were all gifts for me to learn what I know today to be able to help others to do the same or better. How awesome is that? Now, when you can get to the point where you're suffering, like right now, and you recognize it for the gift that it is while it's happening, man, that's masterful, right? That I'm challenged to do that. But that's the point of when you realize everything is a gift, even though we could point and say, oh, look how rotten and horrible that is. We're not putting our heads in the sand pretending stuff isn't happening, but the idea is to bring those folks over to learn about what's happening and then say, you know what? There's a different way to look at it, and there's some things you can do differently so that you don't empower more of those things that you claim you don't want. And, you know, focusing on the things that you do genuinely desire and that you're here for and that I believe uh, God wants us to have.
2: Absolutely. Listen, there's always a silver lining, like I say, and and I think – you know as you go along life and like you say we've all had our hardships and our heartaches and 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 all sorts of things Life life is not an easy journey it, it was it was it was one to be and to learn from and evolve but i think that the sooner you pay attention to those lessons that come your way the the, the sooner you understand that whatever is coming at you it's probably coming for a reason and it's probably coming to teach you something the sooner that Difficult moment will dissipate because you will have learned it and you will have overcome it and you will have appreciated for what it's taught you, mm-hmm. even though it hurts, right? And so you start building really this armor as you get older in life. You start building this armor that really is based on all of these pieces and parts of heartaches and difficult moments that you've gone through, but that you've survived and made you stronger and mm-hmm. wiser. And yeah. so that's what one face now. I, I think that. This moment right now, where I refer to that humanity is going through a transformation because I can see it around me. I, I have felt it inside of me uh, throughout these years and I can see it around me. There's a lot of people going through a lot of emotional commotion with their with their relatives, with, with friends, because they're beginning to ask themselves a lot of questions, not just about what is surrounding them, but also about themselves about their role in 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 life and where they're they are where they think they should be, or or they have become the person that they wanted to become. All of these very um, uh, important questions, I believe a lot of people are asking uh, of themselves at this moment. And this is this introspective journey that I keep referring to, um, that I believe is is everyone's duty at this moment. It's It sounds really strange, but we are at war, whether people like to... Um, realize this or not. We, we are at war. And it's funny because um, there's an irony in the fact that media is always trying to instill fear in us at, for, you know, with the threat of World War III. Oh, we're on the verge of World War III. It's, it's, it's coming and, you know, and keeping everybody in fear. But they're distracting us from the fact that World War III started in 2019. Make no mistake. The minute the pandemic started, that's when the war started against humanity and the bioweapon that was released because of the pandemic, the so-called, well, plandemic, that is is war. The fact that that we've had in the last couple of years, hundreds of food processing companies suddenly all uh, accidentally fires here, right, left and center, that is because we are at war when you actually pay attention to everything that is happening we are under attack humanity is under attack the problem is this is this is a different type of war this is a this is a biological war it's a psych war and it's a spiritual war and so whilst they're distracting us with the fear of the traditional type of war we're already under attack <laughs> you know and it's 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 about time that we realize this so that we can we And start pushing back but like I was saying I believe that our role is not so much uh, or our duty as I was saying is not to go out there and fight like soldiers do for their nation we have to fight for our souls Mm -hmm. and our duty is to do that by getting in touch with the divinity that is within Mm -hmm. us that we had we were born and, and this is all we must do. Don't get too distracted with what's going outside. Don't feel overwhelmed by the chaos that's surrounding us. And, oh, my goodness, what is little me going to do against all this? Firstly, there's no little me. There's only huge us, mm-hmm. unique us, you were saying. And all you have to do is work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Get yourself connected to that divinity that you hold inside. And you will see there's no fear. There is. And all we have to do is in others around us to do just that, because mm-hmm. let me tell you, Robert, the minute that we all start vibrating at that higher, that more wonderful, loving vibration, this matrix shatters the same way that a soprano hitting that note shatters a glass. Mm-hmm. Just. Like that.
0: I want to go back to the warfare discussion or analogy because it's not something that's pleasant to talk about. Right. The declaration of war, whether it be a silent declaration or not, is very real, and it's been declared on all of us. We might have not declared war on them. I think the average folks are like, I don't want war. I don't want to engage in war. War is, you know, war is hell, right? War is horrible. Yet so much of our vernacular, and we talk about it with modern medicine, is warfare terminology. And you know, the big question, what if they threw a war and no one showed up, is kind of like what I hear from you. It's not that you don't do anything. It's like you're not gonna feed into their warfare. And the kind of response is, well, where are they getting the energy to wage war? Ooh, that's an interesting question, isn't it? I wonder if they're getting it from me. And if that's the case, I obligated spiritually, morally, ethically, lawfully and legally to support their efforts at war on me and my loved ones, and I think you begin to see something a little different when they say, but but, but you have to do and fill in the blanks, right? Because everybody's doing it and everybody says you have to do it. And I'm like, well, I come to a conclusion that's a little different because as you said, you know, whether you consider it going within or however, connecting with the source of all wisdom, God, spirit to be directed to say, you know what? You don't have to fall prey to the trap of endless war, which is seemingly humanity's state of being. If you look at history, it's not like this is the first time we're dealing with stuff like this. It's just ramped and and ratcheted up and done differently with technology, whatever. The question is, how do we defeat an enemy that appears much more powerful, much bigger, has big tanks and bombs, and and we then begin to say, all right, is it a smart idea to just go headlong into battle with the the tools of what we consider war in in the physical world, Or is it uh, maybe a wiser idea to ask God, hey, guide me to how not to have to engage in bloodshed if it's at all possible. Now, my concern as I say this, Laura, is that if we do not stop the central bank digital currency tied to digital IDs, that people will have to find a way to fight physically, unfortunately, their way out of a trap that is not a box cart, although the, the imagery is important, or a concentration camp or a gas chamber, but a prison cell, of their own making by participating in digital identification and all that it leads to, becoming trapped and imprisoned in your own home, not being allowed to leave without, you know, having the right thoughts, the right beliefs, um, the right, what, acquiescence to medical interventions, jabs, etc. And so there is a, I believe, a genuine urgency to what we're discussing, that we're not at that point hopefully yet or ever, but there is a reality that we have a choice to make each of us individually and how that manages to collect up, you know, to a, a larger group. We could be setting ourselves up or our kids or their kids up for disastrous, again, bloodshed revolution that we would think we would learn a lesson from a history and uh, we're a little bit slow as a species sometimes.
2: Yes, unfortunately we are, but I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful and and you're right. There are certain threats that are, uh, that seem imminent, and one of them, as you rightly say, is, is CBDCs and how they could uh, simply make it so easy to to, to completely enslave us. We're, we're almost there, but that would be like the final <laughs> nail on the coffin, right? But but I do believe that the awakening is happening and that there's just so many people now that are aware of, of the dangers. And it, it may not seem that way because media... Or mainstream media is not on our side, and so they're not really uh, talking about it in the way that we are. But there's a lot of people that are now aware of of the threats that are coming our way. You you see that sometimes when when they put things on on Twitter and social media, and they immediately have to um, just um, take out comments because <laughs> the backlash is is so phenomenal for people. So mm-hmm. so really, it, it is beginning to happen that that people are becoming more aware, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I've said several times, the minute you become aware of what surrounds you, you, you also become aware of what could be the solution and 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 that's what i'm focused on is is giving the tools or the the courage or the inspiration to to not be uh taking with this tsunami of fear that comes our way constantly uh, because then like you like you say we we're, we're feeding the enemy we need to stop feeding the enemy but i think that th- this is a war that cannot be won by retaliating with the same measures or the same the same methods that that the enemy is using against us, very much the opposite you know they absolutely hate it when when we say i I don't live in fear and i don't consent to what you want me to do i think it's really important to understand that as much as they seem to have the power they don't it's the
0: illusion yeah
2: because it's the illusion, which is again this matrix that I keep referring to it's it's they've caught our perception through the many, many methods that they that they own and they use the media, yeah. the entertainment, the indoctrination of education the the medical establishment the 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 drugging us, the keeping us you know entertained with things that are not important. they're capturing. Our perception of reality because when they do that mm-hmm. sure and they control your reaction to things your the actions that you take and and as I was saying this this frequency that we emanate and so that's where we need to say don't count with me mm-hmm. not my energy not no. my attention.
0: Our, our thoughts are often more often than not our own they are programs by those entities you mentioned and even if we were to have a fleeting moment of connection with the divine, if we do not practice that presence all of the time, I know that's a lot to ask, right? Then we are vulnerable to being deceived at any moment. Even if we've made great gains, our vulnerabilities, are fear, or our abject desires for material goods, right, in place of the spiritual sustenance that. I mean, just so many of us really yearn for and have misplaced and displaced that in terms of, oh, I, I will have that same sense of um, satisfaction by achieving, you know, vast material wealth, for instance. And mm-hmm. I don't speak against the ability to work hard and gain that, but you're playing in a sandbox that they control as long as you're doing that in Federal Reserve notes or central bank digital currencies, which makes you vulnerable. Now, in the 10 minutes or so we have left, Laura, with you. I want to ask you about a, a story here and it relates to the female experience on the planet right now particularly young young girls and women. The CDC is reporting that 57% of teen girls feel sad and hopeless and that 24% have actually made plans for suicide. This this I mean this is like you know here we are we've been on this planet for a number of decades and these young people are coming in and they're already depressed and thinking of ending their life before it's ba- barely begun.
2: That's horrific. That, I I have to say, Robert, that's, that's the one thing that makes me the saddest is how all of this is affecting the young because they don't have they don't have the tools they don't have the experience they, they they don't have the the wisdom that we may have gained you know through through decades of walking along this earth and so there's a lot to digest for them and there's a lot that they are being exposed to at too young an age you know when 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 we were younger we were not having to uh, assimilate and digest as, as much as they're having to right now because they're bombarded with information uh, 24/7 and so it's it's very overwhelming there's a huge sense of um, just not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel for the, for, for the youth. What, and,
0: of, and- what of the crisis of identity? Here we talk about digital identity. They're coming onto a planet where they're being bombarded with messages that you're, you're not male, you're not female, or you can be whatever the heck you want. They, they stay. And, and so there's confusion. And in confusion can sow depression and a lot of other things. A lot of control, a lot of deception happens through confusion. And, you know, as I talk to, uh, you know, my my kids, you know, they're in Generation Z, right, post-millennial. Uh, they, you know, recognize there's a sensitivity of their generation. A lot of their friends, you know, non-binary are not sure, you know, if they – and it's like I don't recall ever meeting one friend like that in my uh, uh, upbringing. And I'm not Binary. saying that there aren't, you know, things that happen in history. I'm not saying it's never happened. But we have this sensitivity. And, you know, my kids are even going – mom and dad, you guys are really insensitive to this because we're like, no, there are men, there are women, there are boys, there are girls. You can pretend you're not, but it doesn't change anything. And I think in terms of our identity, what is it about the lack of identity? And I say this in a spiritual sense that may be contributing, maybe the key contributing factor to depression and the desire to end your life here. You don't know who you are. You don't know your relationship to the divine. What do you think is going to happen?
2: Absolutely. 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 But there's, there's a reason for this transgender um, agenda. <laughs> and and it, one of the things that I think has become very clear to a lot of parents is how dangerous schools are. And so, uh, you know, once upon a time, people trusted that the schools were uh, safe institutions for our children and that they were uh, worried about not just teaching academics, but making sure uh, the the well-being of the kids went when they were at school. I think a lot of parents have now seen that 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 is not the case and and that they have been you know, influencing children in ways that are extremely detrimental for their psychological development, and this whole transgender business is—it's is, criminal. It's really criminal what they're doing to young kids. We need to stop this, like, right away. The agenda behind th- this thing is—is is transhumanism. So w- we know that part of the d- WEF agenda is—is is transhumanism. Uh, Klaus Schrapp keeps talking about it, and so. They worked out that it's, it's an easier transition to move humanity from a condition where they don't know whether they are Arthur or Martha Mm -hmm. into transhumanism. That if you know who you are, you know, where you stand, you've got a connection with God, I'm a woman, I'm a mother. I, I am, you know, I was created by our creator. I know who I am. You're not going to mess with me. And no, I refuse completely to be uh, uh, genetically modified or to be synthetically altered, to be become some sort of transhuman cyborg of some sort. Forget it. You're going to get me there. But when you have a generation that is so confused as to who they are. You come to them telling them, let me just implant this chip on your brain or let me just, you know, inject whatever. And they, they'll go, yeah, but who am I? It doesn't really matter, does it? And so there's, there's this horrendous very, very evil agenda behind this whole push to confuse our to the point that, you know, some of them, like you say, wanna kill themselves, others don't know what they, you know, they're him or her or she, or, I mean, this whole pronoun bullshit. I mean, it gets me really, really, really angry. I have to say that's one of the things that really makes my blood. boil.
0: It's not subtle. It's overt trying to disconnect you from your, your true source. And these kids, these souls created of God now convinced that they're just mere machine extensions or that they should be. And then all their happiness will be, you know, all their needs and wants will be fulfilled. You know, we talk about a false promise and a deception. And so this is when you say spiritual warfare on that front, it absolutely is. And, you know, many parents uh, didn't realize what was happening. You know, sent them into these government indoctrination centers that have adopted these ideologies or beliefs that completely corrupting a worldview or a view of self that leads to Great Depression.
2: Like, like I said we, we we are at war already we have been for years now we're under attack our children are under attack that is that is a criminal attack there's so many kids that have gone through uh, operations and mutilations because they were so confused that later on regretted tremendously because actually the, the the effects that they have long-term on on your health imagine you were born a girl and suddenly you, you're trying to operate yourself into being a man yeah. uh, or vice versa the the long-term consequences for that we don't even know but they're horrific already and a lot of people that have gone through this transition because they were so confused at such a young yeah. age when when we're going through puberty and through adolescence you know it's it's bad enough as it is the last thing you want is people confusing you about whether you should be wondering what you are i mean give me a well, break and and so we really are under attack and our kids are very much under attack so i think me- parents have to be very very vigilant i want to
0: talk to people of faith whether you go to church synagogue mocks, temple or whatever uh to have uh compassion to lead with love and, and you know this is probably another aspect that, that makes it more makes them more vulnerable if they see hypocrisy in their own family or hypocrisy in their own church and there's plenty of that to go around in everything in life but you compound it and add to all the other confusion now it becomes maybe a straw that breaks the camel's back and they they turn their back on their faith and god and you know i'm a freedom guy so i recognize the freedom to reject is something that god gave us as well as the freedom to come back by choice and i think that's what is wanted that's my sense of it anyway and so i would ask people to lead by example bring the compassion bring the love even when these kids are suffering terribly in their confusion dysphoria or whatever don't discard them but also be willing to step in and protect them from those that are facilitating this, this horrible uh, butchery and mutilation, especially when they're both below the age of of consent, you know, but even, even afterwards, there's some things that could be done to, to help them, but it isn't about fire and brimstone so much. I believe as about compassion and love and being an example for that, which you profess.
2: Absolutely. Well said, Robert. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy that children are allowed to make, life-altering decisions at, a, at, a, at an age where we, we we don't, we're kids. I mean, you now look back when you were 20. What did you know about anything? Nothing. You thought you knew something, but really, you now realize how little we knew. We knew it all, then. I imagine at that point in our lives being bombarded with with this whole indoctrination of, of wondering who you are and what you are and whether you're a man or or a woman or a god knows what it's just, it's just horrific and but like you say i think we need to help um uh, a lot of, of those young kids and and teenagers that are really victims they really are victims of a very, very screwed up very evil that that they've been um you know under
0: be the example for them and they will in their own time sometimes. But there are times where you, you prevent them from crossing a dangerous inter- intersection. But if they're adults now and confused, you, you can't force your way. You've got to be a better example. And I'm not accusing anybody of anything here. I'm just laying it out, what I how I perceive it. And Laura, I so much appreciate you coming on today. I feel better. Actually, I wasn't feeling great at the beginning of the show, but I do feel a lot better with the things we've been covering. So there is a genuine energy when you get together with people who are loving and uplifting. And uh, those things are, somewhat intangible, but yes, tangible, because you feel it, and I know you all feel it, too, for for being here as much as you can you know, on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Please share the show, and share Laura, and, and connect with her through the Telegram page, or whatever else. We've got her website linked up as well, lauraabbily.com. Check that out. Thank you, Laura. God bless you for being here. You're, you're welcome here anytime. You know that.
2: Thank you, Robert. My pleasure. Anytime. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I hope we get to meet in person one day. That'll be fun.
0: Yes. Let's find an event we'll both be at, whether it's in the States or in England, or whatever. I'm looking forward to getting back, visiting some family there too. So let me know. We'll stay in touch, Laura.
2: Excellent. God bless, Robert. God
0: bless Cheers. Thank you. And remember uh, this weekend's the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, the, the, the virtual. Sign up today for only 30 bucks. You get three months access to it all. I'll be leading also Some um, panel discussions, one on cannabis as medicine. What's the state of that? And then the Trinity Instructors on Sunday. In addition, Saturday the 18th, I will be with Jonathan Emord and friends in Glendale, California. I know some of my friends are going to be there. I hope you are too. And then there'll be more. Check out emord4va.com. When we come back, I'll talk a little bit about some of the, the remedies, the rightful remedies that we need to engage in, in addition to our discussion with Laura. And then Alicia Powell. She's bringing the pow when it comes to media and the things that she's done and is doing. I can't wait to talk with her next hour on the Robert Scabell Show, where I simply remind you that the power to heal is yours. All right, this hour, we got Alicia Powell joining us uh, just a few minutes. And she's covering so many news stories, and she's so uh, capable of doing it. Uh, I'm going to defer to her on a lot of this, but we'll have a great conversation, as we did last hour with Laura Abilé. Looking forward to that. Uh, thanks. Uh, shout out to all of y'all being here and sharing the show. Biggest thing you can do to help us. Uh, for those that want us to take a step even further, you can support us through Patreon. And we have our monthly AMAs via Zoom, where we get to see one another, ask questions, not just of me and Super Don, but of you. And you guys have been amazing helping us out, helping each other out. And we get to give you something back, too. A lot of gifts from those that help support us uh, at the AMAs. The next one is scheduled to be a Monday. We usually try to flip-flop between a a weekday evening or afternoon and a Saturday morning or midday, depending on where you are. And if you look at the calendar, uh, let's see, we're looking at the 27th of February, Monday Monday. Uh, which is uh, about a week and a half from now or so. And that's uh, it'll be at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our next AMA. Now, other upcoming events, Superdon, you can show the page uh, at robertscabbell.com. There's an upcoming event page which can show you visually uh, what's going on. The hel- Is that is that is that blurry for everybody, pixelated? <clears throat> I know we asked that question yesterday, and we're wondering if there was some kind of aberration in, in Superdon's camera uh, because I remember you we were switching up some uh, some settings and things. And it's not as crystal clear as I'm used to seeing, Super D. Uh, I'm not blaming you. You know that. It's just one of those things. We're like, what's going on? I don't know. But February 18th and 19th is this weekend for the Health Freedom Expo virtual. 30 bucks for three months of access through the Whova app and on your computer, including Jonathan E. new presentation and a couple of uh, ban- banner panel discussions that I'll be leading. Also, right after that uh, is the Next Steps Conference. Setting up parallel society in various different uh, realms. Next steps. Thanks to Cia Severino, February twenty second through the twenty fifth, outside of Atlanta, Buford, Georgia, Lake Lanier Islands Resort. It's going to be amazing, and uh, my mom's going to be there. My friend Babri Oren is going to be there. Babri has the, uh, you know, the Folium PX that mom is on. That uh, she's dancing again, which is great, and becomes more critical to understand how important antioxidant ac- action is. Chernobyl level events like what happened in Ohio that's not contained or constrained to Ohio. So take all of the information we deliver, and I've delivered for years, decades, in fact, and put it into play and then double down on it. Uh, Also, we talk with uh, Jamie Dorley of Nutritional Frontiers. They've got a lot of products to counteract the inflammation and support detox pathways, liver detox, our last show uh, earlier in the week uh, with him. Uh, They have a 15% off uh, discount code, RSB15. I just put in a big order, just got it. Use the RSB15. It works, and you can double dip on sale items as well including their wonderful CBD product, certified organic U.S. grown, which is wonderful. I love your liver, a terrain event. We had uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman on talking about that. Uh, this is one of my favorite topics, you know, and you can link through to that for free and watch it and take part in that and be empowered from all of that. So there are a lot of online events and upcoming events in person. The Heart Health Month, the uh, Cardio Miracle Deal is on for Valentine's Month, so to speak. And you can check out that link Super Don has in the show notes and the upcoming events as well. All the banners will get you there. And uh, we've got also the, yeah, there's the Folium PX and you can use a d- RSB10 discount code as well. Or come on down to the uh, Next Steps conference and meet Babry and ask him questions and access it there. That's going to be awesome. And check these out, the energy bits. We connected at the last event that Doctors Terry and Stu Warner hosted. And that was in Orlando. We're going to be back with them eight, late April in Florida. And the energy bits are amazing, clean as can be, third party validated spirulina and chlorella. And my wife's been taking this, and she's just the energy has come back like not nothing else in a long time. And she's just continuing to take it every day. Like don't let me run out of this stuff. Energybits.com. RSB twenty to get twenty percent off your clean chlorella and uh, clean uh, spirulina little tablet of spirulina is like a whole plate of vegetables quantitatively in terms of nutrition. So great stuff there. Also, one more announcement. If you want to join me on the beach, yes, I said that. You're like, no, dude, you're in the mountains. There's no beach there. Well, no, no, I'm going to Clearwater. Yes, the 31st of March, the 1st and 2nd of April with Nutritional Frontiers, a big healing retreat. And uh, I don't know how many spaces they have left, but please consider joining us there. It's going to be amazing, and it'll be healing for the healers too. But you guys will learn a lot. I think Judy Mikovits, Tracy Stroup, Jamie Dorley, Joe Messino. It's going to be an amazing couple of days on the beach in Clearwater. And uh, no, I won't make Scientology and 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 uh, John Travolta jokes there. But yeah, you can be whatever you are and join us for a healing weekend. Okay? It has nothing to do with anything, but let's bring the power to heal back to you where it belongs and learn a lot along the way. All right, Super D, real quick. Uh, and then we've got Alicia waiting in the wings here. Um, We covered this story about um, the teachers in New York City being kind of, well, their fingerprints and things are sent to the FBI to put them on a watch list. Why? What was their crime, the teachers in New York? They refused to acquiesce to an unconstitutional COVID jab mandate. Now, there's even more coming out from the lawyer that's uh, tackling this issue. These people, these teachers have now been marked with a scarlet letter in their personnel files. So beyond just the impact of, of being on an FBI watch list simply for refusing experimental injections, now they're going to make it so difficult with a coder through the Department of Indication that makes it hard for them to find work at all. Likely not in certain circumstances. Unless maybe they go to Florida where uh, DeSantis can see through that. But, man, it's it's rough. The retaliation is real. What we're seeing here is not. it's not enough that you didn't get the shot, and you squoze through their little fingers and 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 showed yourself to be courageous, brave, bold, and recognized that the authority that the government has is not the godly authority that they like to proclaim that it is. And you said no. It's not enough that you said no and survived that onslaught. They want blood. They want you to be punished. They want retribution. These people are villainous, seething with rage and anger and hatred and fear. And I'm not even talking about the leadership that's pointing – and fo- foisting this on you, but there are people that took the jab rather than acknowledge the error of their ways and be compassionate with those who were trying to warn them. They want you to suffer because of what you didn't do. You didn't do what they did. So if you're, or, you know, people like that, I, I would say, just give them the love that you can, but stay and steer clear, unfortunately, because they can be a great danger to you as they're not satisfied with you having a different view. They won't be satisfied until you're punished for your different views. That's not freedom. For anybody on the political left, center or right that exhibits those behaviors, shame on you, if there were any shame left in you. And with that, let's move forward to our guest Alicia Powers from Red boys, Media, redvoicemedia.com. We have her linked up as well. She writes for the Gateway Pundit, I think still. She does so much, I can't keep up with all the things she's done, but Alicia, welcome to the Robert Bell show.
3: Hello, it's uh, nice to join you today. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's so great to have you. I'm like Dude, what you do is amazing. Incredible. The coverage, the, the the reporting, the investigative journalism all that you do, I'm just kind of I'm sit aside and hear what you have to say. <laughs> you know, but the question is what drives you and how do you see through the lies and deceptions because a lot of people don't still.
3: Well, I think the landscape has really evolved over the past several years with COVID and what and to where we are now. I've been covering January 6 a lot, uh, the political prisoners who are jailed in the dc detention center and in the alexandria detention center i visited some of these prisoners i've been going to their trials and it's really just remarkable how little we can do to prevent or get them out of there to have any kind of justice or accountability and to watch our judicial system we have all of our faith on these judges and a jury to do the right thing and how much we take things for granted. So I've, I've covered, I spent the past few weeks at mm-hmm. the proud boys trial and well, um
0: on that front. I mean, there are a lot of otherwise good people that sincerely believe that those people on January 6th engaged in a tyrannical attempt to overthrow the U S government. I mean, they actually believe it. It's um, They're not just, you look at them, you're talking to them. You're like, are we on the same planet? Did that, I mean, were they really engaged in an armed insurrection on and on it goes? And, I wonder, you know, if you found anything that could help those folks to see that, okay, there might be things you disagree with them politically on, but that was not an insurrection.
3: Well, if you, it, it seems increasingly obvious that the government set a trap for the American people on January 6th. I mean, I've been on a Capitol Hill reporter. I've been in the speaker's lobby around where ashley babbitt was killed i've been inside the around the Capitol premises many times there's usually barriers restrictions you're not going to get in the building let alone for police officers in some instances to hold the door open and we certainly know i know i have friends there i mean their most important thing in life is to get back home to their children there be joe biggs uh for t- uh, uh, an army veteran with four purple hearts uh excuse me two purple hearts and served several tours of de- duty in afghanistan and iraq has been in solitary confinement for a year over a year hasn't seen his three-year-old daughter and then government charges him with conspiring this insurrection seditious conspiracy where i i thought the seditious conspiracy charges 20 years and he's looking at 85 years in prison and
0: I talked we about Ray
3: Epps. We can all look into Ray Epps and see that there's an FBI agent or government mm-hmm. plant, wait, enticing people to go to the Capitol. There's mm-hmm. lots of questions and no investigation and uh, no justice. I mean, maybe justice will prevail, but it's hard to keep the American public's attention on this one issue no. as we're being bombarded with, uh, with one one trauma and drama and and scare tactic after another.
0: Alicia, uh, there. I talked about the vindictiveness of those that got, and not everybody, but a lot of them that got the shots were all for the mandates and love prohibitions, love forced masking and distancing and shutdowns and lockdowns. And, you know, it's not enough that we have disagreement. They want to punish us for having disagreement. And, and the question is, is there a way? And, and I, I know it's a big question, but I keep asking, seeing if there's any insight from any of, of you. How can we reach those that have, their hearts have been so hardened that they have little or no compassion for people who have been injured by the very jabs? In other words, they're so pro jab that if someone that is in their belief system politically gets injured by the jab and starts talking about it, they're rejected from their community.
3: Well, first of all, the people I've interacted with, I can write about, a, a, you know, a poll show that Democrat voters want to see the non-vaccinated in quarantine camps. But my real life experience with, uh, you know, maybe left of center leaning family and friends, Mm -hmm. they don't want to take this shot. They didn't want to comply. They're scared of what they're learning about this vaccine. Mm -hmm. I think also what's become more apparent is how there's this intentional polar polarization of the American public against one another. That's what the fear mongering Klaus Schwab, W.E.F. folks of the world, uh, Joe Biden. The bad guys rely on us being at war with one another when there's really so much more that joins us together. Yes. And yes, there's those who are programmed out there, but we have to come from a place of compassion I think ultimately to overcome this this uh pseudo civil war that's constantly that that we're so busy fighting against one another, we can't mm-hmm. stand if there were an alien invasion tomorrow, we yeah. stand no chance against uh, feeding Yeah, we're
0: not coming together. You didn't get your shot. Now I recognize that these things occur on all, let's say, sides of a political spectrum because we are fed a, a lot of lies and disinformation to divide us, to keep us in at war with one another so we don't realize that those authoritarian powers and globalists and Marxists are at war with us. Uh, I would you know, I keep coming back to if we can just, as you said, talk with the folks that we may not agree with politically on a lot of things and find out, indeed... They're human beings just like us, but they might look at us. We're not human beings because they're not interacting with us and they're believing the lies. In fact, one of the things we've discovered is these AI algorithms in terms of social media and media consumption, it feeds, it knows us better than we know ourselves, and it feeds us things that reinforce our belief about the world or the people that we have disagreements to keep us divided. And so we have the same event, so different in terms of how it's presented that, like I said, the insurrectionist of January 6th, significant portion of america goes those were not insurrectionists they were entrapped and they had genuine gripes but this is what happened and others that believe oh my gosh these are terrorists they should be in prison forever and they truly believe both ends of the whatever spectrum that is because they're fed only one side and we don't talk to one another uh
3: well that's true i've been fine you know honestly it's almost like uh you could be embarrassed or ashamed to admit it for me as my job as a political reporter. But mm-hmm. lately, I've, I've taken the time to tune out, to just tune out, to not plug into the news, not watch Infowars and, and go to Gateway Pundit and re- all the places I work at, not <laughs> tune in. And I realized that we've fallen for their trap because we're constantly promoting their fear tactics. We're marketing the WES fear tactics. We're writing about, we're exposing ourselves to images of Satanism and transgenderism and poison all day. And when I realize what your job is to actually incite outrage in people every day, yeah. I think there's a thin line between us not falling for the trap and being aware.
0: Yes. Yes. You said we that. Need so awareness. Yeah. That's what we do. I mean, we have to cover these Unfortunate realities that we witness and see at the same time. Can we report in such a way that leaves the viewer, listener or whatever empowered rather than disempowered and victimized by it? And and of course, if you are, then you are going to be played by those W.E.F. agendas, if you will.
3: Yeah, it's like, well, uh, uh, we don't want to sell sickness. Um, And that's kind of what if you look at the news media industry in itself, I mean, you can't watch Fox News or CNN without every commercial sponsored by the pharmaceutical industry. And in some way, alternative media is becoming a bribe product of that as well. So I just think the solution is to focus on solutions mm-hmm. as exactly. much as possible, to put the onus on what we can do. And I mean, I appreciate now in the age of this bio warfare attack that we've all lived through, that there's a more uh, stuff, of, you're promoting health in your show, uh, mm-hmm. Robert and these health events. I think that's in this parallel society. Yeah. uh, I think part of that parallel society is tuning out.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. And not being victimized by that constant. If it's not an overt fear, it's a subtle fear that is fomented on an ongoing basis. And, you know, as a homeopath, uh, you know, I've been doing this since 1999, 24th year broadcasting in addition to doing things well before that in natural medicine, and I look at all of the so-called experts that got everything wrong about COVID and yet those that have woken up in the midst of that, who may happen to be MDs or PhDs are still looked at because we have a program that we must you know, be subservient to them because they know something we don't know, even if they were as wrong as wrong gets. And those of us who have been calling out the wrongness, the, the deceptions of the CDC, of the FDA, of things even coming out and voiced it on us by NIAID because I've been calling out Fauci since I first opened up the microphone in 1999 because we saw his deception in the era of AIDS. And, and yet we are never invited to the table to talk. Even now it's a struggle as people go, well, we still need the doctors to do this. It's like, well, they got everything wrong. You're going to go with them and, and continue to look at them as the experts. They're experts in certain things, but they are woefully inadequate in addressing the true nature of the immune destruction that has been proceeding for years and years and years endorsed and embraced in monopoly status by our government captured by an industry that I call the demon spawn of Nazi Germany IG Farben when they broke it up and all those chemical companies became the big pharma of today
3: well there is we are in the middle of a war we can feel it. there's uh, and when you don't too now it's easy it's easier to turn off what dark times we're in but as you tune out, you hear about alien uh, UFOs and uh, obviously there's a pharmaceutical industry that's gone amuck for decades, maybe since since it began and it's only escalated over the past several years now. Can you believe that we were told that keeping some dirty piece of fabric across your face is gonna be a way of life forever and that's supposed to be science? Can we believe, like there's so much to be angry about. Can you believe they put stupid stickers on the floor and told you if you stand in the in the stickers, you'll be in some bubble that protects your immunity and those stickers are everywhere. Or and plexiglass. that
0: we just <laughs> glass will protect Or, the, us. Yeah. or
3: yeah. of course, the most ridiculous one of all, when you sit down and stand up, the air somehow <laughs> starts and stops again, and you take yeah. the straw is you it was all right. just
0: <laughs> Where's the, the shame and embarrassment by the doctors and PhDs that actually promoted that as legitimate and scientific?
3: that's a good question are you if you, are you listening I doubt I, I don't know if they'd make it to this kind of broadcast like you said they're in their paradigm but mm, how wow. could you not feel like a complete moron by now
0: <laughs> well, and, yeah. well said question I like that yeah and well that's also
3: I, a part of it mm-hmm. too is one of the things that I always keep in mind is to just recognize that I am dumb I am stupid to just deplete yourself of your ego and knowing having all your preconceptions about the world so mm-hmm. that you aren't going to continue to just absorb programming because we're all being programmed. Yes. We're interacting, especially with the television or music or our news.
0: Mm-hmm. And we must do better now that we know better. I didn't know the things I know back in the day when I was raised medically and pharmaceutically and a doctor's and pharmacist in my family. And now I know better, or when I figured it out, I had to try and do better. And part of that was going into the media, as you have, to bring to light things that were not being covered, even in what we call new or alternative media, because there was still a very much a worshipful, um, how will we say, continence of the, of the media to look at medicine as the thing that, well, we don't trust government, we don't trust the media, but the medicine, the doctors, we still trust them. And I know they, most of them mean well. But their training is so inadequate to what really ails us that other than triaging in warfare type medicine interventions, like you get shot by a bullet, let's get you back on the battlefield real quick, or you get hit by a car or a bus, we can put you together. That's amazing. But applying that warfare mentality into all of the chronic diseases of toxicity and deficiency, this is not impressive. It's the opposite of impressive. They're actually fomenting disease and profiting from it in an artificial way. Government granted monopoly even today.
3: Well, it's the same amount of uh, how we saw people just unwilling to do the right thing in day to day life throughout COVID or throughout life. And in the hospitals, there's just probably one out of every 50 nurses willing to blow the whistle and what the heck is going on there mm-hmm. or one out of every thousand doctors. I mean, cause what's happening right now. And I, I continue to raise the alarm about this. It's just, in, I can't imagine how this is still going on, no matter if it's reported on once or twice or three times or 10 times, where if you are a COVID patient, you get tested, you test positive for COVID with a PCR test that we know is unreliable. So even if you have the flu or something else, the PCR test will say you've tested positive for COVID and then you go to the hospital and you're killed with remdesivir, you're putting on a ventilator till you die. This is protocols that are murderous. And this is why more Americans were killed in the hospital. Um, Excuse me. More Americans died of COVID Mm -hmm. than any other country in the world is because these protocols are still being administered to this day. And there's no reform. There's no one going to jail. There's nothing. So. Tomorrow, today, right now, someone's going to get killed in the hospital. Instead of giving hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamins, and proper treatment, they're going to be killed, and no Mm -hmm. one's doing anything about it. Just, okay, we're just going to turn the TV back on.
0: They're still (laughs) praised as the experts. People still go to hospitals, even though those that have uh, awoken to see because of the loss of their friends and family, loved ones, which we've lost as well over this time. Um, now those people don't want, ever want to go to a hospital. I mean, they break their arm. They're like, I don't want to go to a hospital because they know what what's happening there, the killing fields that they become. So we have a wholesale shift and change in what we value in our country and our culture. Do we value advancements in science and technology just for because we can? Or do we have the wisdom of creation and nature to, to guide us to go, you know, just because we can poison people and alter their DNA protein expression with mRNA synthetically derived and injected. Should we? Is that question even asked? That's why I say medical ethics has become an oxymoron in our culture. And very few, as you point out, are willing to step up and stand up. And instead, the media lauds these people like Fauci as heroes that have engaged in wholesale slaughter and endorsement of things like remdesivir and the killing fields that still exist
3: this is the war that we're fighting. This is a spiritual war that we're fighting. What prevails? Will the human spirit prevail over the machine is ultimately a war that's being fought too throughout time, but particularly now. I think, again, uh, first of all, if we focus on ourselves, our own lives, bettering ourselves, realizing we don't know and continuing to investigate and study and just bettering ourselves, Mm -hmm. becoming healthier as individuals, I think that's going to, Cause right now we're being sold sickness. We're being sold poverty. We're yep. being sold eight reasons to be angry and want to go and out and do something about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do, how are you supposed to react? You were talking about the transgender stuff last segment. I mean, yeah. that's, that's put there that these are, these systems aren't here to taunt us and what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's also amplified by the media because if I walk outside, I don't see this, uh, I don't see transgender little kids everywhere. I just don't. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're it's like being promoted. are
0: everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Alicia, have you lost any friends or family or loved ones to the hospital protocols? Do you know people who have died in there?
3: I know that it's especially someone who didn't want the family around
0: mm-hmm.
3: unless they got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. This person was had a stroke from the vaccine. Luckily, my friend, your question was, were they vaccinated? Do I know people who've gotten vaccinated?
0: No, I, you know, and that's, part, that's part of the question, Alicia, but also, you know, like I've had friends that went into the hospitals and died of the hospital protocols that killed them. Remdesivir, for instance. Uh, if you know of anyone like that, much less, of course, vaccine so-called jab injury and, and all of that, any of that, I, I'm curious as to your experience on, on the real human scale.
2: Well,
3: I've certainly interviewed some uh, people who, I just interviewed someone who saved her father from being killed in the hospital with the protocols. They were going to put him on a ventilator. One good doctor decided to help him when everyone was just, and, and, and the family fighting and advocating for him not to be put on this ventilator and not. So that that, that was, I just interviewed this person yesterday. That'll be on my show later this week. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I don't know anyone that's that in the hospital from these protocols, but I've, I've interviewed many people around the country. I've interviewed a physician assistant, Scott Miller, in Washington. Mm-hmm. In Washington. He has been helping COVID patients, rescuing COVID patients from the hospital mm-hmm. uh, by giving them ivermectin smoothies. And he got his medical license revoked. Wow. Yeah. And, the, and the, the medical board wants him to go to the psych ward now.
0: Just for incredible. saying
3: that masks don't shouldn't be children shouldn't be masked.
0: Yeah, or repro- they got to reprogram them, right? It's like uh they they think you're in a cult when they're the ones actually in the cult. How about on a personal level, did you have any friends or family members that canceled you over the course of this because of what you saw and what you were and how you reported and how you believed about what was going on?
3: I've had friends and family members cancel me since I realized I'm, I'm saying I'm not a de- Democrats are no good. <laughs> so I'm not I don't I don't really consider myself a Republican after everything that's been going on.
0: Yeah, we recognize- but when
3: I was Republican and working for the Bush administration, I was canceled. I was mm-hmm. kicked out. Right. I was cursed out. Uh, so whenever you're not group thinking mm-hmm. is you're going to be kicked out, canceled
0: including yeah. by much of the Republican establishment, as you point out. And I, I acknowledge that and I appreciate that. It's not like we're water carriers or whatever for any p- particular political party, but we acknowledge, and I would ask people to acknowledge individuals who are running, whether they're D or R what, what, what's their status, what's their state statements on COVID policy? Are they for mandates? Are they for prohibitions? Are they <laughs> all of that? Do they like lockdowns or not? My friend, Jonathan Emord, who's uh uh, an attorney who's beaten the FDA back a world record eight times now over many decades of work against the bureaucratic oligarchy, you know, that, that defies the constitution and 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 destroys individual liberty every day. He's beaten them back. And yet the FDA still ignores the court orders about, you know, freedom. And so he's decided to run for the United States Senate in Virginia. And I think he'll win. He'll defeat Tim Kaine. And I don't know if you've interviewed him yet, but my gosh, he's an amazing man. You'll see the constitution oozing from his pores. And yes, he's running as a Republican. But at this point, what choice do you have? You got Kane as a Democrat in, in uh, Virginia, and they need all the help they can get.
3: When we saw on uh, November 3rd and the days after, no Republicans really want to do what they could in election integrity. We saw the Repo- I felt like the Republican Party was a bunch of traitors after and the courts and the Supreme Court. And all, it, we saw we saw all of our leaders in position to do something to save this country turn on us. That's how I feel about the Republican Party. And when we talk about vaccines, I feel even more sad that we see Trump who, I mean, I certainly can say I worked for Trump and the truth and on my while as I tried to serve the truth and to see Trump not say the truth about the vaccine is a very big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Like you said, every day that I'm writing about or trying to tune out all the children and young athletes who are dying. I've never seen so many heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we going to desensitize ourselves to that too? All these people dying all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. It's it's hard. Uh, I know I know that we'd like to make excuses for people that we agree with on a number of things, but at a certain point you've got to call them out for those things that are clearly and obviously wrong. And and you know, that makes for I would call it political integrity if there is such a thing. I know that some people say that's an oxymoron. But in terms of going forward and finding people, if you're looking for candidates that actually have integrity, their willingness to look and listen and learn and change their views, to not condemn them for everything they did. If you see a sincere contrition or a repentance and you see by their behavior, they're different. But by and large, as we talk about the establishment parties, they've, they've played into or been the key way to Hegelian dialecticus in the divide and to teach us to hate one another rather than engage in discussion, debate, and find out even left to right, we have a lot more in common than we have that which divides us. And that when we have those divisions, it's okay to engage in discussion and debate and try to uh, you know, learn why they believe what they believe and who's taking the time to do that. Where's the humanity and communication in there? They don't want it because in that way, they can easily take us over and imprison us because we're fighting each other.
3: I think the imprisonment and takeover is pretty much happened in many ways already. I think, I mean, I've got, if I'm going back to January 6th and the stolen election, even if I didn't feel upset about Trump not speaking candidly about the vaccine being an experimental mm-hmm. mRNA technology that's killing us all mm-hmm. and not to take it, that's what I want to hear, don't take it. And we made a mistake, I mean, from a yeah. candidate that I think is going to tell us the truth right now. Mm -hmm. but even put that aside and i wanted to vote for trump for example Mm -hmm. there's no election integrity do we not see what's happened now we haven't resolved this thing that happened this takeover this hijacking it's not there's they can just
0: but we know that harvest
3: and uh, voting machine Mm -hmm. themselves into whatever result they want we they, they made it twice as clear during the midterms. Yeah. And I feel like I'm crying over spilt milk or something, but
0: well, I at don't least, think we uh, can
3: rely on this political yeah. system anymore.
0: Well, and that's an important maturation, I would say, political maturation now to see that. Uh, if voting could change anything, it would be outlawed. At the same time, I don't discourage people to vote or not vote. I want you to follow your bliss and get connected to the source of all wisdom. And that's God, not government. And, yes, government can be used for a battering ram to obliterate our freedom. And that's what we're seeing in America. Uh, For those that are reviled and revulsed by Alicia mentioning, hey, there's problems with the election. Not only January 6th that followed it and the people that had a, a genuine concern or gripes about it, but the midterms as well. There are a lot of anomalies that are strange. And if you are invested in integrity instead of, I'm glad because my guy or gal won, so I don't even want to investigate, that is a lack of integrity as well. Let it be completely, made transparent. Let's find out if there's legitimacy or not. And if not, of course, we either correct it or we find another system that's going to have to be built a a parallel or on top of the system that is so corrupt and, and crumbled that it won't matter for the people on the left that are happy, Biden won or whoever won. You got to recognize by not going for election integrity, the pendulum always shifts. And then the same techniques are utilized by the other side. Now you're not going to be happy about that. And then you're going to cry about it. And then those people are going to go, well, you know, you're an election denier. That's a, that's a revolting statement. You're a denier of something. How about saying, Hey, there's corruption. I just want to get to the bottom of it. And yeah, if we show that Biden won through the transparency process, we're surprised, but okay, let's move on. At least we know what happened, but they don't want to address that many people don't. And I think, again, this is the Hegelian dialectic being played out to keep us always in a state of war.
3: And again, I find it, look, if you turn off the TV, you turn off the, the internet, and you spend a good time with your family, how much is the war happening? I'm not telling you to tune out my show. No. <laughs> we tune in, we get aware, and then we just detach to some extent, because if not, this thing is going to ride your nerves to the yeah. point where you're sick. Where yeah. you're, you've already seen so much Satanism and transgenderism, it's, uh, it's,
0: Absolutely, it's predictive I,
3: programming.
0: Yeah. So it's it, just. Uh, how do you diff- dissipate that angst, that anger, that fear, that frustration that we can all as humans feel from time to time Instead, instead of becoming victimized by it and then lashing out, not in intelligence and integrity and or with a spiritual love for, you know, creation itself. How do you dissipate it? Do you have any particular techniques that you use to help you stay sane in an insane world?
3: I think, you know, well, I'm an artist, I need to get back to doing art, meditate, meditate, Mm -hmm. we're all out, breathe, spend time with our family, enjoy our days, they Mm -hmm. might not be, we don't know, tomorrow's not promised. So are we going to be constantly sold with Klaus Schwab is selling us constantly eat what Klaus Schwab is selling us, at least in our thoughts, Mm -hmm. be angry, like we're in the middle of World War three, we are we need to prepare. We need to store have uh storable food for all we know the dollar rec- will crash in the next few months i'm seeing reports of that um so we're going to spend our time in this flight or fleet mode mm-hmm. uh which the news industry perpetuates in many ways unless we uh go and make it about health yeah. you know and and restoring our health and restoring our minds because uh, we're all being programmed to be sick, is what I'm saying.
0: Well, Alicia, yeah, I encourage you to continue on that track and bring more of the real healers into your audience as well, because we have been so transformed and transfixed away from health by relying on the wrong experts, the experts well, that he, got it he, all Speaking of
3: that, there's transhumanism on its way, so we've got to figure out how to here. Mm-hmm. So we've got to figure out how to not plug into the machine.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned the central bank digital currencies that relies on digital ID. How many of you have a real ID? You didn't know, but now, you know, what are you going to do? And where's the next phase of it? Tying it into your phone or an implantable chip. When does it become the mark? As, when as we say no, yeah.
3: we have to say no. Yeah. That's all it ever took.
0: Yep. Be like your two-year-old and they know more about saying no, or be like Michael Bolden than the 10th amendment center. Have you ever had Michael Bolden on your show from the 10th amendment center? I don't think so. Holy tamoli! the 10th amendment, the power of no, you know, nullify them. Exactly. These are the kinds of things we can do. And you're part of the resolution, if you will, by bringing these things into uh, an intellectual arena for discussion, persuasion, coercion, not in a, uh, you know, a, a negative context. I say that, but to um, persuade through the intellect, as well as share your story from the heart, your spiritual Whoa. journey as well.
3: Well, depression is on the rise in this country, right? Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, I just actually wrote a quick report about how our mental health data is being sold for pennies. Um, so, but depression's on the rise. Everything's on the rise, and it's intentionally designed for for us to be sick, and weak, and tired, and poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this agenda. If we're focusing, I, I guess I'm repeating myself. <laughs> um, but if we're focusing on this easy. agenda We're we yeah. are facilitating this agenda to some extent mm-hmm. through our thoughts being energy.
0: Yep. And here is, uh, the show. If you haven't learned about Alicia Powell, she's uh, pretty cool. I'd have to say, I'm enjoying my, my discussion with you, Alicia. I thank you for coming on today and you have redvoicemedia.com. How often is your show on? How do people tune in? Uh, well, I
3: think it posts about four episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Most of the time on the weekdays, um, kind of sporadically post. Uh, sometimes I'll be on the field. I was at the proud boys trial, like I said, which I will resume covering next week. Uh, so redvoicemedia.com slash Alicia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can support Redvoice uh, red voice media for a dollar. We pr- produce premium content there and I'm on the gateway pundit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We have that linked up as well in the show notes today at com. Y'all check it out. And I have so, had a
3: few days off and, um, that's what brings this conversation to today. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you stop and tune out for a little bit and you look back in, it's so much fray and chatter and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a little bit of an illusion.
0: Yep. Absolutely amazing to break through the illusion takes practice though. So see the language of the matrix medical or otherwise it takes practice. It doesn't happen often all at once. Although there are traumatic events that wake people up suddenly. And that's, uh, some of them are t- so shocked. They don't survive that. Others have now come on board and see that it isn't so much about right versus left. It's us versus them. And the them are the globalist collectivist Marxists that want to own and control everything that we do. Prohibit us from doing the things that we are here by God to do and force us to do the things that we believe and perceive and I perceive to be ungodly. I shall not participate in that. And I'm not going to use the power of government to to force you to do stuff or stop you other than violating the right to life, liberty and property of others. I mean, that's where your rights end, where mine begin. Pretty basic stuff. I mean, you can teach kids about this and they'll go, oh, yeah, I get that. But apparently our people in government and the global governor, people, they don't want you to get that.
3: That's true. Uh, Well, They, again, look like we can do a lot better job of just our job is to keep stay informed and uh enjoy our times with our families while we have time yeah. here Robert. I, time okay. for joy
0: and celebration.
3: i've been covering covid ad infinitum and you say no. they who's they mm. who are they who are the globalists why is there this evil religion that they're attacking our humanity with i mean you can There's a lot lot to investigate
0: with all of this. Oh, yeah. We're not going to run out of things to do or say, Alicia. Good that you took a little rest. But, yes, find time to celebrate, to have joy and help inspire joy in others in the midst of all of this. And I appreciate you doing that, Alicia. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Yeah. Alicia Powell, check her out. And uh, there are bright lights out there in the media doing wonderful work and learning, as we all are, as we go. It's quite shocking some of the times. How many of you have been shocked at one time or a million times in this lifetime to go, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's real. That that really happened? And this is why it's happening? It's fascinating when you start linking cause and effect together. And uh, part of my rebellion, if you can call it that, was the teaching of history, as I learned it in government indoctrination centers, public schools, is that they disconnected you from why things happen and how they were connected to other events. It was just dates, times, and places. And as long as we don't explore cause and effect in any of all of these things, we are subject to the control of those who erase and rewrite history to their own benefit. And that includes some of the ugliest things in history. You know, people are trying to erase and, 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 and disallow you even from talking about or even challenging certain aspects of history. We must be able to engage intellectually and go back and learn context in order to correct what has gone wrong. is It's not just about prayer, although I do believe in the power of prayer. You know that. But we are asked to do more than just pray. We must, where we have genuine control over our environment, our sphere of influence, to do better now that we know better. All right, Super Don, how's uh, Grandpa Super Don? Any uh, dirty diapers that I need to know about? Is everything okay? Maybe that's why the, the None. blurriness is happening. There's dirty diapers smeared on Is the it still now. happening? A Little bit, it's not crystal clear on my end. I don't now, know, why, I don't know why. why,
1: yeah. I'm not it's sure it's not what's going as clear
0: on as what it once was, and I don't know if it's a uh, <sighs> processing issue. You know, we talked about the um, the video, what do they call that card or something?
1: Yeah, was- no, I mean, that's that's not what I mean. I'm looking at it now, It okay. should not be well, Google, you know, I am using Google Chrome to do this versus Firefox. One change that I did make, yeah. Um, well, we don't have don't to solve that, that right
0: now, but I'm just glad you're yeah. upright and and you know the the, the grandbabies are, are resting or sleep or playing. What's happening?
1: Yeah, they're they're yeah. playing in the in the other room. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Mama, Mama just just got here on her lunch break, so we're good. Okay.
0: Excellent. Well, Laura, so uh, anyway. Alicia was fun. We had some great conversation today. I hope everybody's enjoying that. We got a little bit more time before. Uh, maybe an abbreviated uh, bonus round heading into the weekend because I've got to prepare. I've got to pack. i got to get ready to head to L.A. for the Jonathan E. Mort event and be prepared as well from that event or actually from L.A. where I'll be to uh, do the uh, Health Freedom Expo virtual version. I hope everybody's going to participate in that. And if you are in the L.A. area, please come see us in Glendale, uh, emord4va.com, and you can see the events coming up. And also I'm looking forward to being in Phoenix, Scottsdale, March the 6th. So if you can make it to that event, there are a bunch more that I'll be at. And there'll be a tour in Virginia, three-city tour, I think later in March. I'll let you know more as I get a confirmation of the details there. But stay in touch and please support our friend Jonathan Emord as well as uh, speaking your truth, sharing your story, and taking time to listen to people and learning about their story, too. It -hmm. changes everything. It changes everything. Oh, what happened? I got uh, the, it's funny. Um, I'm looking at what you just said and suddenly it came through my computer speakers instead of uh, my audio uh, <laughs> headphones. It's a weird really? glitch. Yeah. I can okay. hear you fine without my headphones. It's weird. It's just going out through the computer. Hopefully it won't feedback on us. All right. Uh, a couple of uh, stories, if we can fit them in real quick here. Uh, one is a Steve Kirsch newsletter <clears throat> at a Substack, and the headline reads most versus least, vaccinated states can you guess which did better better when covid broke out sub headline when covid infection wave hit the most and the least vaccinated states in 2022 the most vaccinated state had the higher covid case rates and the higher relative death peaks whoops give curse credit man he's going for it and this is uh he's referencing a uh, u.s news and world reports wyoming the least vaccinated state at 52.8 percent rhode island the most And so he went back and analyzed the data from those states and found out that uh, the least vaccinated state had a lower rise in all-cause mortality, 1.25 versus 1.42 versus the average mortality for the year. In other words, those who were jabbed have an appeared increase in all-cause mortality when COVID hit. Are you surprised by this? I don't think any of us are surprised by this. It's just silly at this point to try to deny that that COVID jab is anything but a disaster some would say intentional some would say accidental i you know i don't fully know on each level many of the people uh prescribing it and injecting it really believed in the goodness of it as i've interviewed many people that have been injured that thought they were doing right by themselves and others to get it in fact the the documentary film utah safe and effective which is going to be playing at the jordan commons theater salt lake valley uh february 23rd i would encourage y'all if you're in that area to go see the the premiere and when it becomes available more widely, I'll let you know, but other layers of deception. And and yes, we need to be challenging the status quo, even those that think they know it all about what happened. There's still other angles and, and elements to address and assess and consider. And it should get you thinking. You don't have to agree with everything. It should get you thinking so we can engage in, yes, spirited discussions, but intellectual discussions and debates. That's a good thing. Uh, let's see what else. Hey, there's a good story here from the Defender. Uh, Mercola wrote about 10 practical steps to stop implementation of CBDC, central bank digital currencies. I don't even have time to go through all of them. Is there a, a one to 10 step method that I could spotlight here? Or is it 10 actions? Yeah. All right. Let's go through that real quick, just to plant some seeds for you to consider. One, number one on the list is use cash. Catherine Austin, Austin Fitz talks about that. I still haven't had her on this show. I want to get her on the show. Kevin, if you're listening, Catherine Austin Fitz, please. Uh, if we can, if we can get her on and, uh, use cash, but even cash may not v- last in value. So consider using goldbacks or junk silver, something, anything that is not reliant on the central banks, whether the currency is currently digital or not. So yes, use cash, embrace analog, like reduce digital interfaces as much as possible. Do business with people you trust and know. Apologies if this is coming out blurry visually, but if you can always click the link at robertscottbell.com, the show notes. This is an article out of The Defender. Uh, choose a small local bank. I wish there were banks that were not connected to the Federal Reserve System, but hey, it's a step. It's a step. The Solari report even has a template letter you can use to inform your bankers about downsides of central bank digital currency. Finance friends, not enemies. Finance your local farmer, right? If you're in the in the capacity to do so, keep it local. Ask state officials to support financial freedom. Fitz recommends asking your state legislators to start a sovereign state bank. Wow, that's an interesting thought, huh? State-level banking? Seven, hold the New York Fed accountable. I'll leave it at that. You guys go further. Eight, tell the U.S. to leave the WHO. Tell the WHO to take a hike. World Health Organization. All engaged in poison and collectivism. Reject taxation without representation. CBDCs will engage in the ability to just withdraw money at a whim. No innocent or guilt, it doesn't matter. It's just like we have access to everything. We'll tell you what we'll let you keep depending on your behavior, including whether you're willing to get future COVID or other mRNA jabs. Tenth listed in this article, uh, share your knowledge with friends and family. Speak your story, share your story. And speaking of 10, join the 10th Amendment Center. 10th Amendment Center.com as well. Engage in that level of education. That would be amazing. All right. We're going to wrap it up here. Are there any announcements or things? Oh, you know, I did have a quick question that came in uh, through the chat room. Uh, it was for my wife, actually. Let's see. J.O. 5531. Hi, Robert. How many energy bits does your wife take? And so I texted her while we were on the air. And here's what she said. Let me pull this in front of my eyes here uh she says and she's, the energy bits here i'm holding up right now okay this is the the spirulina and the chlorella we get from energybits.com you can use the code rsb20 this is the thing that's been given her energy nothing else she changed when she started taking these boom she's like end of the day i I got more energy this is awesome so she said this just two of each i see benefits from only that one morning one with dinner of each so one spirulina one chlorella with each meal. Now I, we were pounding these things at the event. I was doing handfuls of them, but I'm like, honey, are you saying that's all real? I, I actually texted her back. I said, that's all real. Cause I don't know. I don't watch her all the time. What she's taking. I know she gives me some at night, whatever. She said, yes, I'm happy to take more, but that's my habit right now. So folks, this is power packed energy. These energy bits. If you haven't tried them, take advantage of the offer. RSB20, go to energybits.com and see if it works anywhere close to how it's working for my wife. Now, you might need to take more if you don't have as good a diet. I don't know. But we'll talk more about that in the coming shows, future. So looking forward to seeing you all tomorrow, Saturday, 7 p.m., Glendale, California. Shout out to Chris and Lourdes Lavoy who are going to be there, and some of my other friends. I think that... Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be surprised by some of the folks that are coming. Allison's coming up and others, uh, maybe even Cordy. Uh, Dr. Cordy will, will join us, Cordy Williams. That would be amazing. So looking forward to that and a whole lot more. Thanks for sharing the show. We We don't reach you if you don't share it because there are a lot of obstacles. People want to shadow ban or suppress this information because you know it's not engaged in the dialectic the way even some of these new media shows are so thanks for being here i actually do feel better i started out not feeling great today and i thank uh, both laura Abeley and alicia uh, Powell as well as super don grandpa super don so back in 60 seconds for those of you listening or watching live a blip if you're listening on the podcast to the bonus round coming up because the power to heal is yours Yeah, apparently we do have to troubleshoot this, Super Don, because uh, I'm getting word out there in the watching world that the visuals are not clear right now. You're you're pixelated and a little blurred, and we don't know why. Uh, but
1: you uh, you just chat for a minute. I'm going to try something. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. All right. So let's see what else is in the chat room. Shout out to our friend Don. You know who you are. Thank you, Leslie. Today has been a fantastical Friday show. Leslie, you're awesome. We love you. And appreciate your podcast on the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network. Stay at home, mom, or stay at home, mom. And, of course, uh, Ula and Mark Tinsley with The Preacher and the Polish Girl. And uh, all kinds of good stuff we're getting out into the world. Thank you for that. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. I'm going to check out the other chat room, our personal chat room, see who's there. So, yeah, I was was shocked. You know, my wife said, oh, yeah, I'm only taking one or two two a day of each one. I'm like, wow. But I can't argue with her results. If you want to call that placebo, I don't know, but she's not a placebo kind of gal. She knows when she's run out of energy. You know, she's dealt with the, the, the pain of the, the neuralgia, the trigeminal neuralgia for so many years. So she has more energy at the end of the day to go out and do things it's like that's unusual. Right. That, that's a that's a step. That's a big step. So the energy bits have been very helpful uh, for her. Uh, so that's great. Shout out to Jeff Herzog, our buddy. Uh, we're never shadow banned on radio America USA. Thanks to Jeff. That is true, Jeff. And I appreciate you as much as we can from a distance, not being where you are. If I remember, are you, you're in the Philly, Philadelphia area, hopefully far enough away from what's going on at, uh, Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio. I know my friends in Pittsburgh are too close for comfort as far as I'm concerned, but they're going to counteract it with all the nutritional frontiers, liver support. They can, in addition, as I talked about other things that can be done. Uh, So thank you, Jeff, for being here and supporting us. I appreciate that very, very much. That's also one of the linked uh, broadcast outlets. When you go to the uh, listen link, robertscabell.com slash listen, you can see all of the links where you can catch the show live and later. Uh, Mom's in the house. Well, I'll be in mom's house soon enough next week in Atlanta after the uh, Next Steps Conference in Lake Lanier Islands. Georgia, and please, please, please come out and see us there. If you haven't already got your tickets, RSB10 is the discount code. Setting up parallel societies all over the place in various different realms, including natural healing, which is, uh, you know, what I love to talk about. Bolden, you thought we were getting a remote broadcast today. No, 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 that's not today. That'll probably be, no, 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 no. that'll be next week. It looks like I think Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week will be remotes uh, from Lake Lanier Islands. Uh, at the next steps conference so we'll have a a whole plethora of awesome guests surprise guests and the fun that we have when we do that Uh, but until then you just have to put up with me in studio until after the show and then you know we'll be targeting that way i'll be back in studio monday and then head out again uh for the atlanta event so tuesday might be an encore uh based on my travel schedule what
1: the heck what did you do so how does it look now it looks
0: clear, although we're hearing all kinds of crazy tinny sounds.
1: Not like it's, it it's, I'm not running through my board. I'm running through the microphone on this camera, and I'm plugged into the backup PC. That explains. So something is going on with the other PC.
0: The video card or whatever. Yeah. We're we're in imminent danger. Uh, so, folks, if you have <laughs> Any thoughts of uh, supporting the show this month to help Super Don out? We get we might have to have some really updates and upgrades on a computer that is running its course. And, and you know, it was because of your generosity, we were able to originally get that from Steve Feld, that gaming computer. Uh, so that, we're, we're learning as we go. That troubleshoot fixed it. The camera's clean and crisp. It isn't the internet. Although you've frozen solid right now. I don't know what happened there. So let's see. What else have I forgotten to tell you? Anybody else? Gonna, Don, Don, you going to be at the airport tonight? If you're still there, I'm going to fly out. I think I got it. flight. there you are. Back again. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. But the tinny sound of that non-microphone is horrible, but the video is great.
1: Yeah. Sorry. It's the best I could do it in the moment.
0: Well, at least you, you were able to figure out what's wrong. Now we got to figure out how we can get it fixed.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. We'll work on it. All right.
0: Higher priority by the day. <laughs> all right. So any, if we wrap up here, Super Don, I know we're not going to hang out a long time with all the technical stuff and everything else coming up. Uh, just real quick, any comments on Laura Abley or the Alicia Powell interview? Your perspective? Because I know you were so busy. We couldn't talk too much today.
1: Uh dude, it was another great show. We're 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 doing well here. Okay. Um, I just realized, though, that being connected over here on this computer, I don't have access to all of my stuff. Let Uh-oh. me see. If, let me see. Hold on. Let me see what I got in the video storage. Okay. Oh, you know what? Technically, I, I should be able to play the… Uh, the outro? The outro. I've got something loaded there. Okay. All right. Anyway, there you go. Good times. All right. Well, right. I'll have something to work on over the weekend.
0: Yes, well, thank you uh, for all that you do, Super D, and all those of you support us. And, again, if it's just sharing the show, God bless you. Thank you. Uh, I look forward to seeing many of you, my friends, that are in the L.A. Basin this weekend. Uh, I've got to, uh, well, again, moderate a couple of panels with the Health Freedom Expo. So, y'all, come on board. We've got some new live events happening this weekend, in addition to all the previous presentations, trinityhealthitemexpo.com. And with that, Super Don, unless there's anything else, I think we'll pause and I'll finish packing and get ready for the travel trip.
1: All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys, today. Uh, I think we're going to be, what, an encore on Sunday?
0: Sounds like it, based on what my okay. schedule
1: is. Yeah. All right. And then uh, back on Monday.
0: Back live Monday in studio. Thank you guys for being here. God bless you. Appreciate you.